everybody welcome back to the podcast i am your host mandy and i figured i'd mention that if you don't know what pi is um i believe it's on the logo so anywhere that you've seen this in the podcast you're listening to you may have known but um pi is paranormal investigation and exploration so i thought that when i made this podcast i would have a fun little acronym um i wanted something that was fitting to how I wanted the show to go, be it a little bit more quirky and uh, and entertaining. So that's where I came up with Pi. So <laughs> every show is sort of your, your slice is strange. Um, and speaking of slices, let's talk about hot sauce, which you can put on slices of things, I guess. <laughs> so we want to thank our sponsor, El Yucateco Hot Sauce. They are the number one habanero hot sauce in the U.S. And they're also in the top 10 of all hot sauces in the U.S. So you couldn't ask for a better hot sauce. And I couldn't ask for a better hot sauce to be sponsored by. Um, I'd found them a few years ago through another podcast. And I I love them. Um, I love the Chipotle a lot. I'm not a huge hot sauce fan, which I've mentioned. I don't really like spicy things. But the Chipotle has this great smoky flavor that I like. And I like smoky barbecue flavors. So... It fits really well, um, but since being sponsored and getting other hot sauces to try that I couldn't find locally, I've been experimenting with the jalapeno one. So it's actually less spicy than the chipotle one, um, but I guess it's like a different spice. And when I first got it, I tried it right out of the bottle and I was like, this is a little bit spicy, but I like the flavor. And putting it in things, I found that I really like the flavor and there's less heat I think so with jalapeno it's more about the flavor than the heat I find um this week's experiment was homemade nachos um what better way to try it right so what I did is I put a few drops into my sour cream so every time I make homemade nachos I put them on a big sheet pan you know with all the toppings cheese hamburger onions green peppers and I have a little container of salsa and a little container of sour cream that I used to dip in kind of like how a restaurant does and so this time I put a few drops of the jalapeno into the sour cream mixed it up and it was amazing it had just enough jalapeno flavor and heat but not too much to take away from the sour cream flavor because I'm a huge sour cream fan (laughs) sour cream is my thing so it was great um and i really enjoyed that so there's another little tip a little trick you could try as well i mean there's other flavors there's caribbean there's red there's green there's black and there is triple x which is the hottest one which a lot of people seem to like um black i think is like another one that a lot of people seem to like too when they like the really like hot more smoky stuff Red and green are sort of your run-of-the-mill red and green hot sauce types. And then Caribbean has more of that peppery, sweet flavor. So I think that there's probably a sauce type for whatever you want. Um, And if you're looking for more recipes and stuff, you can always check them out on their website. Um, You can just go to Alucateco, look for for them, um, their descriptions, their recipes. They have a shop where you can buy awesome gear and swag and buy the sauces for yourself. They have little small bottles so you can try them out. But you could always try and find them in your local grocery store, um, either in the Mexican food sections or the condiment section is where I found it in a lot of mine um, because my stores were laid out weird. (laughs) So that's where they end up being. They have a really easy logo to spot. 
I'd look for them. Even if you could only find the red or green, I'd really give them a try. Um, but yeah, that's uh, my flavor. <laughs> like I said, I'm experimenting with jalapeno. I love chipotle. If you're not a huge hot sauce or spicy person, I recommend at least trying those because the flavor alone is is definitely worth it. And they're the king of flavors since 1968. So, you know, how could you ever go wrong with that, right? So then we have to talk about our other amazing sponsor, podbelly.com. Not really a sponsor, but we are part of the Podbelly network, which is a great network of amazing podcasts. You want to head over to podbelly.com, check those out, such podcasts as Do a Doug, the Ectoplasm Show, um, and Robots for Eyes. So head over there, check those out, any kind of podcast you could want. So let's get into the meat of the show, which I guess is pie. Is it a meat pie? Maybe, maybe it's a meat pie. So today's topic is Dogman. <laughs> um, I was looking for more cryptids to talk about and find ones from Ontario. I've had to branch out to the rest of Ontario because finding stuff just in Northern Ontario was getting to be a little bit more difficult. But luckily, Ontario is a very big province with lots of crazy paranormal stories and encounters. And we have the dogmen. So dogmen are kind of, if you think of like a Sasquatch, but it's a dog, kind of like a werewolf maybe. And there's lots of reports of them um, all over North America, but there seems to be a lot concentrated in Southern Ontario, maybe with a few, you know, scattered reports in Northern Ontario. There seems to be a lot around the Southern Ontario, um, Upper Michigan area. And some, some facts from another witness report was that the creature looked to be the size of an average wolf if it were standing upright, maybe a bit taller. Um, although it made no aggressive movement toward them, they had a distinct feeling that it was coming over and decided, you know, that it wasn't going to be a part of it. So they're not necessarily aggressive, but more curious, I guess. Um, the eyes were intelligent and almost looked amused. And it almost seemed like if they were, they found it amusing that they were scaring someone. And that they also had the impression that it could see very well in the dark, even through headlights, so that it had actual, like, dog vision, I guess, how dogs can see pretty well at night. So, the term dogman is used to describe a group of um, cryptozoological beings that are basically upright canids, upright dogs. Um, one type of dogman that is referred to as the king nine, as in like the letter K and the number nine type, <laughs> is described as looking like an upright canine, like the word. <laughs> Another type of dogman is commonly referred to as type three, and I don't really know if there's a type two. I didn't really find that. I only found the two types mentioned. This one is um, said to look more like a Sasquatch with a muzzle instead of having a flat face. Eyewitnesses who, who have encountered type 3 also report seeing claws on the tips of their fingers and toes instead of fingernails. And the way, you know, a Sasquatch would have like normal fingers and fingernail and toenails like a human. And eyewitnesses report that the dogmen are often seen running on their two on two legs or on its hind legs, which is obviously unusual um, bipedal, like Sasquatch. <laughs> so there's dogman, there's Sasquatch. They're kind of the same. I wonder if the dogmen are like the Sasquatches 
companions, like how humans have dogs as companions. That's something to think about. <laughs> so some of the reports of the dogmen, um, which we're going to get into from Southern Ontario. So the first one is from Bancroft, Ontario. Um, a man who went fishing on the night of July 7th, 2015, found more than he bargained for when he had an encounter with the dogman. It was light enough out that he could see 50 feet ahead of him, even without his head or his truck headlights on. And he thought he saw a person standing in the road about 20 feet away. He slowed down and flicked his four roof lights on. It was a creature about seven feet tall, black with grayish silver parts, hunched over with a dead rabbit in its hands. The hands and fingers were claws as far as he could tell, and it seemed that the feet were bent backwards. It turned its head and shoulders and looked right at him, and he could see that it had yellow eye shine, similar to how dogs do. He could hear it growling at him in a low, low tone that made his hair stand up on his neck, and at that point, he stomped on the gas in panic, half bracing for impact and closing his eyes for a brief second. The creature either jumped into the ditch or lay down underneath the truck, which rides 22 inches off the ground, so that he could roll over it. The man saw nothing in the rearview mirrors, however, he just kept going. And he compared the creature to those in the movie Dog Soldiers, but the event of that night was not over. He made it safely back to his cabin and sat down trying to calm himself, where he heard something large walking around outside his cabin. He thought there may have even been two of them, but he wasn't too sure. He had a cell phone, but did not have signal coverage. He did have the presence of mind to put it on camera setting, and then aimed it through the slats of his window shutters. It took three photos of something that admittedly looks like a shadowy, dog-shaped head. Um, but those pictures were not published on the internet. After spending a long, anxious night, he finally thought of turning his vehicle alarm on from the inside of the cabin in hopes it might scare the creature away. As the alarm beeped, he made a dash for the truck and jumped in the truck and drove away. So, there you go. There's uh, the first encounter <laughs> of the dog man. Um, it's something that's uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, when you think of being scared, you know, out in, out in the open, um that there's, you know, and back in your cabin, I guess, that there could be dogman creatures walking around. I would be terrified. Um, people don't really talk about it. They talk more about Sasquatch, but you don't really hear more about dogman in the woods. So that's kind of why I wanted to do it as a topic, um, because I love cryptids and I love Sasquatch. So why not have dogman on, right? So there's actually a website called dogmanencounters.com and that's dogman, dot dog, not dogmen. And there's a whole bunch of reports of sightings on there. Um, you can submit your own sighting if you've had an encounter with a dogman on there as well. And it's, it's kind of cool that someone actually compiled a website just for dogmen. So another report from there. Um, this one's from Hamilton, Ontario, which is again in the same area of, of Southern Ontario. And this report was that the person was driving home from work on the sixth lane highway and as they drove on their side of the highway they saw a dog across cross from the left side to the right that area is full of trees bushes channels and ravines of water and they're offshoots of lake ontario when i saw the dog it was approximately half a kilometer ahead of me 
the astonishing aspect of this dog was that the length from his nose to his rump, excluding his tail, covered almost the width of the lane, which would have been about eight feet. Where it was heading back into the small valley filled with heavy forestation and ravine, and I couldn't believe a dog could grow to that size. So, that's a pretty big dog. Um, even Great Danes are not eight feet long. So, I mean, maybe it could have been a wolf, but that's still that's still pretty big uh, to see just running across across the highway there. So another another report from that website um, from Dogman Encounters. Back in 92 or 93, my mom was driving my brother and I home from school in Oakville, Ontario. We had just moved to Burlington and settled into the Head-On Forest community. We were driving along Upper Middle Road. Back then it was simply mostly farmers, farmer fields, and forest. It was approximately 4 p.m. on a bright sunny June day. There was an old house in bad repair along there and it was just off to the side of the driveway. And I noticed something big and black and weird looking. <laughs> it was maybe a hundred feet away from us. It looked like a very large wolf and it was standing in a funny way on its front legs as if it was front paws around a larger rock and the tall grass where it was standing so I couldn't see why it looked that way. I explained to my mom what's that. She slowed the car down to take a look. The wolf's head kept pace with the car watching us. I swear it wasn't seeing the car, but it was looking at us in the car. We couldn't get over the sheer size of this thing. It was about the size of a large black bear, but very much a wolf or dog in its head and had long black grayish fur. It wasn't in the shadows. We were seeing it it clearly. My mom said it was a large wolf, but we were in the city and that was sort of crazy to think. We all had goosebumps that it would look right at us. So... There's another encounter where it seems like there's more intelligence in it. And that's what it seems to be a lot of reports. That it's not just some bear type animal. Some, you know, like creature that way. There's something with a bit more intelligence. Sort of, I guess, like how Sasquatch has intelligence. So it seems like it's the same, uh, the same kind of thing. Where it has more, more intelligence, more human-like features um and it almost makes me think of like maybe it is like werewolves or that's where the story of werewolves come from so i know like the history of werewolves and it's usually people turning into werewolves but maybe there was just reports of dogman dogmen and that sort of got muddled you know with with werewolves where there was a sasquatch and there's dog versions of it and you know when people have reports of werewolves maybe they're actually dogmen that are attacking them or they could just be really big wolves um maybe there's something like dire wolf still around where there's just really really big wolves that we don't know about but the thing with all that i guess is that in these places so southern ontario is pretty built up you know there's a lot of Um, subdivisions and cities and it's not just woods whereas up here in northern Ontario it's a lot more woods in between I mean southern Ontario is sort of built like how some some states and cities are in the U.S. where you have like the main hub cities like Toronto say but then you have all the little um, subdivisions but not really like there's smaller towns around there so there's like berry and you know stuff that are more smaller cities so I guess it's kind of like how like how Los Angeles is 
where there's Los Angeles, you know, the main city, but then you can get to Anaheim and Santa Monica and Long Beach and <laughs> Venice Beach and Compton and everywhere else, right? So it's kind of like that in Southern Ontario where like there's the main cities and then there's all these other smaller cities around it. So it's pretty built up. There's a lot of urbanness to it and, and a lot of highways. Um, you know, there's the big six lane highway, so three lanes in each direction, right? There's a lot of um, overpasses and built up areas and off ramps and everything. So to have something this big hiding in the forest down there, it seems a bit more of a stretch that, you know, there aren't more sightings, but there is still quite a bit. I think that if there's anything, you know, to these, there would be more in Northern Ontario. And I only found a few for Northern Ontario. So again, maybe it's something with the cryptids out in nature. So maybe Bigfoot sort of has Northern Ontario and Dogman has Southern Ontario. Like maybe it's just different type of nature setting that they prefer. Maybe the Dogman prefers more urban forest, closer to urban centers, um, whereas Bigfoot prefers more rural settings. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's kind of strange um, that all these, majority of these encounters come from Southern Ontario, um, is what I'm trying to get at, that there's not too many in Northern Ontario. So let's get into the next one. So this next story is also from Burlington. Back in the early 2000s, I guess it was about 2003, I was working security at a residential complex in Burlington and I started overhearing talk of a werewolf sighting. I didn't think much of it at first, but as the nights passed, more and more people were talking about more sightings and people were getting afraid to go out at night, even in the town. I mentioned this to some friends that worked at another building across town. They said they had heard it too and they had spoken to someone that had an encounter with some kind of creature outside of water down along the escarpment. A couple weeks later, Three more friends called me up to say that they had kept pace with the creature along King's Road while they walked back to Burlington from Waterdown the night before. They had said they heard heavy panting and growling. They were terrified and refused to walk or bike along that part of King Road again as long as they knew them. After about three weeks, the stories all died off and no one mentioned it again. And to this day, I have no idea if there was anything to the stories or if it was just people scaring people with urban myths and such. As the years passed, I would hear strange tales of someone stalking the Bruce Trail and also the hydro fields across Bruce Trail, but no one could ever give me definitive answers. It was always someone heard it from someone else's report. With how, such a, with how much of Southern Ontario is built up, I highly doubt anything large, such as a werewolf or Sasquatch, could possibly travel unnoticed. On the other hand, cougars have made it back to, into Ontario and I myself have seen packs of coyotes traveling down King Road all the way to the lake. So who knows, maybe there's something stalking the forest of Bruce Trail. So there you go. There's another uh, report and kind of mentioned like what I was saying, where it's really hard for big creatures to hide in the forest. But there is reports of large cats. You know, we have cougars in the area. Um, and there's reports of coyotes and such in southern Ontario. And like I said, there's wolves. There's a lot of very big wolves. So it's kind of, you know, not too unheard of, I guess, that there may be these kind of creatures out there. But I find it kind of hard to believe 
even for me, <laughs> a crypto believer, that there wouldn't be more sightings of something so huge. So going back to reports of Northern Ontario, I did find um, some mentions of Dogman when I did my Trowbridge Falls topic, which you can go back and have a listen to. Um, there's some reports of Dogman up here, um, but very, very few. It was sort of just a passing mention in one of the reports of ghosts out there that some people had seen Dogman. And it was sort of the same thing, where they'd seen a creature running across the road that looked more like a person running on all fours than a dog, and that they would actually stand up on their hind legs and run that way. So the thing with that too is there's reports of bears that do that. And I know dogs don't get confused with bears and bears don't get confused with dogs, but there's something very, I guess creepy or unnatural when you see bears running around on their hind legs or walking. Um, there's some videos of them online. I'd suggest go looking at them because they are a little bit unnerving. Um, just to see this bear just cruising along, you know, just walking along on its hind legs, no big whoop, just doing its bear thing. And it seems like these wolfmen kind of do the same thing. So maybe they're wolves that have just learned to walk on their hind legs like like bears do um which is something that's very bizarre and i don't know how that would happen <laughs> but that could always uh could always be a thing too so dogmen of ontario there you go there's a, a fun little episode for you um like i said i like doing episodes on cryptids i really want to do that course on cryptozoology but it's always a timing thing, right? You gotta find the time to do these these courses and train. I'm on vacation this week, it would have been a good time to do it. But I'm choosing to spend my vacation doing nothing. Um, the weird thing about working from home is that when you're on vacation, you're not really away from the office. You're just basically not using your computer for work. So it doesn't really feel like a full vacation, but we'll see how it goes. So hopefully you've enjoyed the dog man and you will stick around for more wonderful tales and maybe you'll have more more cryptids from uh from ontario thanks for listening to the podcast as always you can find us on itunes google play stitcher wherever you get your podcast apps just look for the podcast and as well the podbelly network check them out at podbelly.com on the internet for all your podcast needs and wants and you can find my shop at shop.littlegeekloss.com with all my fun t-shirts as well as everything else you know for me at littlegeekloss.com on the internet 